are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Lockdown Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Thursday night edition of the show. Guys, we thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day, wherever you get your podcasts, we're available on all platforms as well as on YouTube now. All our podcasts are in video form for the most part, Monday through Friday. So be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page, our podcast on any audio channels you listen, and on Twitter at LockdownBirds and at DBASI. L-O-E. Coming up on today's edition of the show, when Eagles legend has retired, LaShawn Shady McCoy is signing a one-day contract tomorrow to officially retire as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to tribute this show to number 25 in segment two and segment three. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you about what you should root for when it comes to the Eagles outside of their own games in 2021. And I'm thinking about this because of that Monday night game. I'm thinking about the way they looked against a superior team with a superior quarterback, a superior offense, a playoff contender. That's the first legit contender with a legit quarterback the Eagles have played this year. And I'm thinking about how bad they looked and how far behind they looked compared to a team that's ready to win right now. And I'm thinking about it because I think things are about to get out of hand. I think the Falcons game built up some expectations that weren't there heading into the season that were a bit too high. Because not only did the Eagles beat the Falcons, but they destroyed the Falcons. And everything about that game was perfect. The pass rush looked great. The secondary wasn't giving up big plays like they had the past 10 years before that. Jalen Hurts looked amazing. The play calling was great. The coaches looked like they had an answer for everything. They were one step, no, two steps ahead of Atlanta every single play, and that raised the bar. Okay, maybe this team actually really isn't rebuilding. Maybe all they needed was a retooling in the form of Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Gannon, right? A younger offense and a defense with a shakeup in personnel and scheme. That's not the case, though. After watching them collapse against the 49ers, at least through three weeks, that's not the case, especially watching the Dallas Cowboys' Monday night massacre of the Eagles at Jerry World. I think that Falcons game built up expectations, and I think when you saw the Dallas game, that's the real, like, I think the middle ground between those three games. Like, I don't think the Eagles are what we saw against Atlanta, and I don't think they are what you saw against Dallas. I think that San Francisco game is a nice middle ground, but that's still a team that, to me, looks like a rebuilding football team. And I think things are going to get out of hand. Why I want to talk to you about what else to root for outside of the game is because not only do I think things are going to get out of hand based on what we saw, but also because of multiple other reasons. You look at the stretch they have coming up. Guys, in October alone, they have to play Tom Brady. They have to play, hold up, I should have not skipped over this week's matchup against Patrick Mahomes and a desperate 1-2 Kansas City Chiefs team that I don't think is losing 
to this Eagles team. I'm sorry. As much as I would love to see an upset, I just cannot imagine this Eagles team beats Kansas City, even though it's at Lincoln Financial Field. You got to play Patrick Mahomes, right? You got to play in two weeks an undefeated Carolina Panthers team at three and zero. And while I think they're the worst three and zero team in the league. They are a very talented football team on both sides of the ball. A ton of young first-round talent on defense. Brian Burns is going to come after Jalen Hurts. They have, you know, J.C. Horn went down, but they traded for C.J. Henderson. They have Jeremy Chin. They have Derek Brown, Hassan Reddick. On offense, you got to worry about Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore. We'll see the health of Christian McCaffrey. Joe Brady's a great play caller. Sam Darnold looks really good in his first three weeks as QB1 for the Panthers. Then you got to play Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. you got to go to Vegas to play the Raiders in October. Derek Carr looks like an early MVP candidate. So the stretch they're about to go on is absolutely brutal. And then another reason this could get out of hand, like it did last year, things fell apart quickly when the offensive line fell apart quickly. There were 14 different offensive line combinations the Eagles had to use in the 2020 season. This year, you're like, the reason me and Geno didn't think this was a four-win team is because with a healthy Brandon Brooks Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Sayamalu, and Jordan Maialata. And with how good their defensive line was going to be, that's going to be a hard team to, you know, not compete with every single week. Like, that team is going to compete when you're that good in the trenches. Well, through three weeks, they've lost Brandon Graham on the defensive line. They've lost Brandon Brooks. They've lost Isaac Sayamalu for the season. Brooks is not out for the season. Neither is Jordan Maialata, but they're out for multiple weeks. Isaac Sayamalu, he's out for the year. Brandon Graham, he's out for the year. Even today, there's a report. Landon Dickerson at his press conference, the backup right guard, but still a second-round pick that's going to be a long-term starter eventually, or at least Philadelphia hopes he's going to be. He has a hip injury, and he doesn't even know if he's going to play this week. It's going to be up to the coaching staff. So... I want to talk to you about things to root for outside of the games because I don't know how much there's going to be um, to root for in the games. You might be just rooting for Devontae Smith to have a great game because there's so much more negative that surrounds his team coming up. And I don't want to be that dark cloud and I don't want to say that's absolutely going to be the case. But the writing is on the wall in that area and it's pretty concerning. So what else should you root for? Well, since we're kind of looking at a rebuild a legitimate rebuild, we got to look at being set up for the 2022 NFL Draft. And so obviously the big things you watch, you're mostly watching the Indianapolis Colts this year. You're watching the Miami Dolphins. Obviously the Eagles need Carson Wentz to play 75% of the snaps for the Colts this year for them to get the first round pick or 70% the Colts make the playoffs. However, that scenario is looking a lot tougher since the Colts are 0-3 on the year. And so you have to root for that, when's to play and really grind out these um, ankle injuries, these leg issues, and try to get through the season and toughen up. So far, he's barely gotten through all three games, but he has gotten through all three games, and he has played up to that, what, 95-plus percent of the snap count. So we got to root for that. Carson Wentz has got to play. And I know some people not only want Carson Wentz to play, but also I see a lot of Eagles fans rooting for Indianapolis to lose. Like everybody's happy that they're 0-3 because right now the Eagles would have, you know, three top 
10 picks with the way the Dolphins and the Colts are playing. The Dolphins are 1 and 2. The Colts are 0 and 3. The Eagles themselves are 1 and 2. Yeah, like, yeah, you look at the mock drafts, you're set up beautifully. You could have three top 10 picks to use as part of this rebuild. So, in that way, I guess it makes sense you'd want the Colts to be losing. But the reason you don't want Indianapolis to be terrible and to keep losing these games, the reason you should be rooting for Indianapolis to at least be in playoff contention throughout the season is because of the chance that like, what if they shut down Carson Wentz at the end of the year, if they're out of it and they don't want to keep that pick as a first round pick for Philadelphia, they would rather have that be a second so they can keep their own first round pick that could, I don't think that would happen if they're, you know, a game or two back. But they're already 0-3. If this thing gets off the rails and Carson Wentz is already injured anyway, and let's say at the halfway point, I don't want to say the halfway point, but let's say like, you know, around when the Eagles benched Carson Wentz last year, right? Week 13, week 14, and, you know, they're under 500 and they're just not going to make it, even a 17 playoff format. They might just punt on the 2020 season, say, look, we need to get Carson Wentz healthy. He's been toughening out this entire season on these bad ankles. Let's shut him down now, kind of like the Eagles did in 2018. Like that kind of scenario, where the Eagles lost that important game to the Dallas Cowboys. At that point, they were 7-7, seven and seven, or they were 6-7, and seven, and it didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs, so they shut down Wentz, heal that back injury, get him ready for 2019. What if the Colts do the same thing with Wentz? They're not going to do that if they're in the playoff hunt. So the Eagles kind of need the Colts not to win every game because it'd be nice if the first-round pick wasn't in the 20s, it was in the teens, or top 10, of course. But you want them to be in contention so they don't feel the need to shut Wentz down this year to get him healthy next year and to reserve that first-round pick. So like this week, the Colts play the Dolphins. The Eagles have both of their first-round picks if that Wentz scenario plays out. But go Colts. Like You should be rooting for Indianapolis this week for the reasons I just talked about and also because you have that Dolphins pick guaranteed. Another thing I'm thinking of watching this, I'm currently, as I'm recording this, watching Jacksonville-Cincinnati on Thursday Night Football, and I'm thinking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm thinking about the New York Jets on Sunday, too, the, the way these teams look. like They're, to me, the two right now. They look the worst of any teams in football. You should be rooting for that to continue. Like, when you're watching games on Sunday, when you're on betonline.ag, put some money against Jacksonville and New York. It'll help the uh, rooting interest here. The reason you should be rooting as an Eagles fan against Jacksonville and New York You want those teams to continue to be the worst two teams in the league. You want those teams to, for the second year in a row, have two of the top two or three picks. Why? Because they already have quarterbacks. If you want, let's say, Malik Willis, if you want the top quarterback prospect in a pretty thin quarterback class, but you recognize you like one of the top-tier guys, and you're not picking within the top five, you're going to have to trade up. And look, it doesn't matter what you offer a team, let's say like the Houston Texans or the Detroit Lions, if they recognize that a franchise quarterback in the draft is their guy, then it doesn't matter what you offer them. Just look at Chip Kelly and what he offered the Tennessee Titans for Marcus Mariota in 2015. If the Titans recognize Mariota as the franchise guy, you could give him the entire roster 
in your next three first-round picks like Chip Kelly tried to. They're going to say no. So you want the Jaguars and the Jets to have those picks because they have Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, and those guys aren't going anywhere. Even as bad as they've looked through the first three weeks of the season, those are their franchise quarterbacks for quite some time. And so you want those teams to have those top picks. Again, like look at 2016. The reason the Rams could go up and get Jared Goff was because Tennessee, who owned the first overall pick, had Marcus Mariota. So that's why the Rams could trade up. If that was another team, the Rams weren't getting up there. The Eagles got lucky that Cleveland at second overall, Cleveland needed a quarterback. They just happened to not think Carson Wentz was ever going to be a top 20 quarterback. So you want to root as well, not only for the Colts to at least be in contention, Carson Wentz to play 75% of the snaps. You want to root for the Miami Dolphins to keep losing with Jacoby Brissett now, their backup quarterback in the game. But you also want to root for, like, go Bengals tonight. You want the Jets and Jaguars to continue to lose these football games. Guys, today's Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. You guys know we do our LOE3 segment Each and every week, such a fun way to implement betting into the world of football. I'm new to the game, but it just adds an extra level of excitement. And betonline.ag, they have everything you could possibly put your money down on. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus. From football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Guys, today's Locked On Eagles is also sponsored by GetUpside. I got to tell you about this gas app that everyone needs to know about. GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents on the gallon in cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And guess what? There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Friday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles. I love doing these shows, these bittersweet, reminiscent kind of podcasts. It makes me miss the old days, right? I'm a nostalgic Eagles fan to a fault, but I also love to reminisce on the old days, and I love to look back and remember the good times when they were good, and remember players that I grew up loving and You know, it stinks when they hang things up, when they hang up the cleats. 
But at the same time, I you know it makes me feel good to go back in time and reminisce. And today we're going to do that because LaShawn McCoy, the Eagles' all-time leading rusher, after just six seasons, by the way, he did that. Very impressive. LaShawn, Shady, cut on a dime McCoy, is retiring from the NFL. The last guy that will likely ever wear the number 25 in Midnight Green. McCoy is going to sign a one-day contract today to retire as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm so glad he's going to do that, even with the Chip Kelly trade in 2014. The fact that, like, even it's the same thing with Deshaun Jackson coming back in 2019. Obviously, that was a disaster of a trade in 2019. Deshaun Jackson played, what, four games in two years? Like, he was not what the Eagles were hoping he was going to be on the field. But I just like healing that relationship with Eagles legends. Like, it's not fun to be the Detroit Lions and be in the standing they're at with Calvin Johnson, right? You want to be in good standing with those legends. You don't want those legends to hate your football team. And so to see Deshaun kind of get a different ending with the Eagles outside of Chip Kelly cutting him in 2013, that was a good feeling. To see Lashawn McCoy still, even after being traded by Chip, want to come back and retire as a member of the Birds, despite having a lot of success with the Bills, winning a championship in Kansas City, winning a championship in Tampa Bay, That makes me feel really good, and I'm glad we get to celebrate Shady, the Eagles' best running back in the history of this franchise. This weekend, they're going to honor McCoy at the end of the first quarter against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a special day, especially for a guy like me that I'm a younger Eagles fan. I'm only 24 years old, and I grew up watching LaShawn McCoy. Like Like, Kid Lou was watching Michael Vick, Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn McCoy, Jeremy Macklin. Macklin, by the way, is going to be at the retirement ceremony on Sunday. That's going to be awesome. Andy Reid's going to be there as he is the coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. That was my favorite era growing up. Like, that is what got me into football. And it's hard to not develop that passion for football. And it's the reason I'm doing what I do today. And it's the reason I want it to be my career. A lot of that had to do with how exciting those teams were. I mean, when you have LaShawn McCoy... Most likely the best open field running back of all time when it comes to making defenders miss. It's LaShawn McCoy and it's Barry Sanders. When you have that guy as your running back, when you have the best mobile quarterback ever in Michael Vick as QB1, when you have the best home run deep threat at wide receiver ever in Deshaun Jackson, and a great versatile receiver in Jeremy Macklin as your offensive weapons, like of course you're going to fall in love with this sport. LaShawn McCoy was a huge reason that I have such a passion for this football team and for this sport in general and why I wanted to be in this career. And so it's awesome to see him celebrating with the Eagles. It kind of makes me feel old, though, and I know a lot of you are going to roll your eyes because I am only 24, but to see the guys you grew up watching now retire really is crazy. It feels like just yesterday, LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, Macklin, They were taken over for Donovan McNabb and Brian Westbrook and those boys and Brian Dawkins, and this was a new era of Eagles football. It was Andy Reid's, like, second generation, right? And now Macklin retired as a member of the Eagles a couple years ago, and McCoy's now retiring as a member of the Eagles. Deshaun Jackson's 34. Michael Vick's hung him up. It's crazy, but watching him retire, is uh, that's just the reality of sports, right? especially for running backs. Running backs just don't last as long as other positions. And although tomorrow and this weekend, it's about retiring as an Eagle, soon McCoy is going to be headed to Canton. 
Like, I guarantee you, LaShawn McCoy, he at least, I think he's going to be, and he should be a Hall of Famer. I think McCoy's getting in. I would say, when it comes to, like, like Harold Carmichael got in this year, right? The next Eagles that could get in, I think the best shots are, I mean, Jason Peters is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think LaShawn McCoy will be too. If not, he's going to get in the second time around. I think McCoy and Peters are the Eagles' best bets for their next Hall of Famers. I mean, just look at these stats from Shady during the 2010s. Rushing yards, 10,434 in that decade, the most in the NFL. Scrimmage yards, 13,923, most among running backs. Total touches, 2,755, most in the NFL. Total touchdowns, 85, most among running backs. Listen to this stat as well. Players with 11,000 rushing yards, I should say, and 3,800 receiving yards in NFL history. There's only, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys. Walter Payton, Frank Gore, LaDainian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, Marcus Allen, Thurman Thomas, and LaShawn McCoy. They're all Hall of Famers except for McCoy and Frank Gore. Frank Gore's getting in. I think LaShawn McCoy is too. LaShawn McCoy is going to be in Canton, and I think his name should be in the rafters of Philadelphia. Nobody has worn number 25 since McCoy was traded in 2014, and I think they should just keep it that way and put it in the the rafters. I know Jeffrey Lurie likes to do this thing where he doesn't always retire every number, but he'll go like a decade plus of not allowing a number to be worn. Randall Cunningham's number 12 has not been worn since the 90s when Cunningham left. And what was that, 1993? But they've never officially retired Randall Cunningham's number. So with, I, I think at some point you just got to retire it. To me, LaShawn McCoy, he's the all-time leading rusher. He's one of the most exciting players in Eagles history. Like, it's not always about quantity. I know you want to retire the guys that played 10-plus years, like Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey at some point. I think Jason Peters will as well. Maybe Zach Ertz. I don't know about Zach Ertz. But it's not always about quantity. It's about quality. And LaShawn McCoy, it was all quality with Philadelphia. He broke that rushing record in six seasons. Like, that's why I think Nick Foles, the number nine, should probably be retired. That's your first ever Super Bowl MVP. The quarterback that beat... Tom Brady to win your first ever championship, the guy that has a statue outside the stadium. And I feel the same way about LaShawn McCoy. And when you look at this retirement, it's kind of a bittersweet retirement. At least I felt like that reading McCoy and his um, farewell, his letter on PhiladelphiaEagles.com today. I feel like it was bittersweet because I don't think this is the way that he imagined his reunion with the Eagles would go. McCoy never wanted to leave Philadelphia. He even said it today. He wanted to finish his career playing football in Pennsylvania. He went to high school in Pennsylvania. He played college ball at Pitt. He was drafted by the Eagles in the second round of 2009. Like he was a Pennsylvania football player. And that's the way he wanted it to stay until Chip Kelly traded him for Somebody said a poor man's Alex Singleton today. I was dying about that. Hearing somebody call Kiko Alonso that. It was a great chirp. And it really is spot on. But he never wanted to leave. And he never truly got over Chip Kelly trading him. And so I think he he wanted to come back at some point. I think he was very jealous 
of Deshaun Jackson and the reunion that he had with Philly in 2019. Like that moment, it was only one moment, but what Deshaun Jackson had week one against Washington, where that the link just stood up again for him as he has nine catches for what, 154 yards and two touchdowns. Like, like Deshaun Jackson rewrote his, his ending with the Eagles. And I think McCoy kind of envied that. And I think he wanted that for himself. And that almost happened multiple times. The Eagles almost brought McCoy back in 2017, in 2018, and last year in 2020. And I think McCoy really wanted that. Again, he never got over being traded. He even said today in that piece that he thinks all the time about what it would have been like to be a part of that 2017 title team. He holds a grudge, and so does Deshaun Jackson. They both said that. They both said they felt like if Chip Kelly did not trade them, they feel like they would have been a part of that Super Bowl team in 2017. And McCoy was closer than Deshaun. I think Jackson could have came back in 2017, but I think McCoy, there was a good chance. Before, people forget, but before the Eagles traded for Jay Ajayi, at the trade deadline in 2017, they called up the Buffalo Bills. And I know from a legitimate source, I work for the Buffalo Bills radio network, I know from a legitimate source, the Eagles called them and actually really wanted to make a trade and bring McCoy home. And they wanted to do the same thing again during the 2018 deadline when it was Josh Adams and Wendell Smallwood. And then last year, they inquired again, thinking McCoy could be that running back three behind Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. So the reunion almost happened a bunch of times where McCoy would have actually suited up for this team again. But at least they get this reunion in some form. It's in the form of a retirement ceremony. But I'm just glad that McCoy can retire a member of the Philadelphia Eagles because he had some great success with the Buffalo Bills. He helped end their 17-year playoff drought in 2017. But he's an Eagle through and through. Guys, today's Locked On Eagles is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar by far on this planet. It is Built Bar, and they have a flavor for everybody. Nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salt, and caramel. Something for everybody. It's soft. It's easy to chew. It's covered in 100% chocolate. You would never know that you're not eating a candy bar. You wouldn't think this is a protein bar. It tastes that good, but it is the healthy alternative to that candy bar. It is a protein bar packed with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and best of all, only 4 grams of sugar. The sugar is really what gets people. Built Bar, it has that savory, that sweet chocolate with the balance of all those different flavors, but again, only 4 grams of sugar. Best of all, guys, I can get you 15% off today on your first order at BuiltBar.com when you head over to the website and use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you're going to get 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back in. This is your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles. Louis DiBiase signing off LaShawn McCoy's career in the NFL a great tribute to one of my favorite players that I've ever watched. But again, just instilled the passion of football in me. McCoy was one of the most exciting players I've ever seen. I The best juker. Like, when it comes to the best ankle breaker in football history, it's LaShawn McCoy. 
with all due respect to Barry Sanders, nobody made guys miss like LaShawn McCoy. And I want to ask now, I want you to think about this when you're listening, and then hit us up on Twitter, at LockdownBirds. What's your favorite shady moment? Like, what's the peak moment of LaShawn McCoy's career with the Eagles? I'll say from 2009 to 2014. I think, obviously, the snowball is peak McCoy, right? The most rushing yards in a game in Eagles history was set in that blizzard with 217 rushing yards, right? McCoy was the greatest running back, the greatest player of all time in the snow. That game, the game he had against the Colts in the blizzard in Buffalo in 2017, LaShawn McCoy is the snow goat. And it's kind of interesting why he was so good in the snow. He talked about it and he said he would shorten his strides and it made it easier to be, you know, that short area explosiveness, but it, it made his footing better and he wouldn't trip up. And normally you would think, why would a guy of McCoy's style be so good in the snow against the Lions and the Colts, right? He is predicated on making guys miss an open space with these like deep, thick cuts, right? These hard cut on a dimes, changing direction so quickly. You would think a guy doing that on ice and on snow, that's going to be hard. He's going to trip all the time. But when you think about it, imagine you're the defender, you're the linebacker, the safety in the open field, 20 yards downfield. It's already hard enough trying to catch and grab LaShawn McCoy. Now you got to deal with multiple feet of snow. Like, remember how crazy that game was in 2013? I'll never forget it. The start of that game, you couldn't see the players. And LaShawn McCoy had his best game ever in a blizzard. And he did it again with the Bills in 2017. LaShawn McCoy, the best snow player I've ever seen. So I think that game in 2013 against Detroit is like peak LaShawn McCoy. He said personally his favorite moment was Miracle of the New Meadowlands, which makes total sense. For me, an underrated moment was actually in 2010, and it was a Sunday night football game against the New York Giants. It was 4th and 1. The Eagles were down 17-16 to with about 4 minutes to go. 4th and 1, a big game on primetime football against the Giants. And LaShawn McCoy scores a game-winning touchdown on that play. It's a pitch to the left side. And I remember because Michael Vick barely got it off, right? The Giants sent the house up the A-gap and the B-gap. OCU Minora is right in Vick's face. And Vick somehow at the last second got that pitch to McCoy on the left side. And the ball was like half an inch away from hitting OCU Minora's hands. McCoy grabs it. He splits two defenders and just jets down the left sideline and wins the game for the Eagles. That was such a clutch moment. And it was a fun game, too. It was such a back-and-forth, like, gritty game because McCoy had been chirping Jason Pierre-Paul. They were going back and forth, a rookie JPP, literally all game. And so then to see McCoy score the game winner and blow by JPP and that entire defensive line was really awesome. And I remember it specifically because back then I was 12 years old and I couldn't watch the games in full. So I would wake up to the suspenseful music of the NFL Blitz with Chris Berman and I was watching the highlights with the intense music in the background and I didn't know I went to bed at halftime. I did not know that that's how the game came down to it. So it's fourth and one, and I'm watching it in highlight form as if the game's actually happening. So it was as suspenseful for Kid Lou as it was for everybody else, and it was just a cool moment. I'll never forget that. I don't know why. That specific moment is what comes back to me for LaShawn McCoy, but man, what an amazing career. What an amazing, exciting player. 
that really is exactly what you need in a running back now. He was ahead of his time, right? Brian Westbrook was too. The Eagles have been blessed to have some amazing running backs who are ahead of their time. Ricky Waters was in the 90s. Brian Westbrook was in the early 2000s. LaShawn McCoy, I mean, a do-it-all player, a three-down back, an elite runner, an elite receiver. He belongs in Canton, Ohio. His number, number 25, belongs in the rafters of Lincoln Financial Field. LaShawn McCoy, that'll always be a cool jersey to wear. By the way, a really cool jersey you want to find, a rookie LaShawn McCoy number 29 jersey. That's a really cool jersey to own. But just hats off to Shady, an incredible career, and cannot wait to celebrate such a fan favorite this weekend against the Chiefs. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. Louis DiBiase signing off. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows on YouTube as well. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Birds and at DiBiase LOE. And we'll see you later on today for another episode with Locked On QB1 coming up. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go, Birds.